0: Hello, hello, hello. It is currently 4.49 p.m. on December 29th, and this is going to technically be my fourth episode of Raw Talk. So, thank you for joining. My name is Sarah. I am your host of, again, Raw Talk, where there is no limit to what we discuss. I aim, in this podcast, to be a voice of reason and a voice of positivity, even knowing things can definitely suck because that's no lie and I just want people to know that things aren't always bad you know what I mean like yes people have can have some shitty times in life and I completely understand because I've been through it and I want to be able to be like I said that voice of reason and I also want to be able to shed light on topics that would have been helpful for me to know about And I want to be able to spread that knowledge that I have with you people, or you visitors, or listeners, or whatever it's called. So, another thing um, I kind of just want to say before I start, which kind of I feel like might be a good thing to kind of address, because I'm not sure if I remember addressing it, but my podcast is called Raw Talk. It is a play on words. It is R-A-H, Raw Talk. Now, my name is Sarah, and my niece Riley, when she was little, um, was it Riley? Oh my God, I have too many nieces. It was either Riley or Ariel. It wasn't Riley. It was Ariel. And when she was little, she couldn't say Sarah. So she used to call me Ra or Ra Ra or Rari. And that was kind of became my nickname to everyone. So I used the, the name Ra Talk because Ra is my nickname and Ra, R-A-W, play on words, For, like I said, raw. This is to be raw. There will be no edits. I do not edit. The only thing I add is music because I feel like editing is nice, but in podcasts, I don't think it's necessary. And I want it to be as simple as possible and just hear me ranting. So, what is up? It is 40 degrees out here in Massachusetts. Well, currently I'm in North Smithfield, Rhode Island because I have plans for dinner and I'm meeting up with some people, but. I got 20 minutes to spare. So, playing on or continuing on from the last episode in which I had a special guest, um, my best friend Brooke, or one of my best friends, because I have more than one, I picked her to be a part of this podcast because she went to college, um, like me, and she um, was able to put in a lot of real, raw, honest information out there um in addition to mine um we were I was a resident for the first two years and then I was a commuter and she was a resident the whole time and now she's becoming a commuter so and we both went to two totally like opposite schools so weird so we both had our own input on the subject now I kind of want to do a continuation and a kind of like a second part and it's basically going to be about me and my college journey and things that I have been through Um, Basically from the high school application process to attending school and the FAFSA and loans and crap and eventually leading to taking off two years. Not because I wanted to, but because I had to. And to sort of be that positive voice and that voice of reason when people are like, I don't want to take a break. I don't want to do it. It's stupid. It's going to mess everything up and blah, 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 because I agreed. I kind of still agree, but that's where we're going to get into it, so we're just going to hop right in, um, and I say um a lot, that's not going to change, so sorry, but yeah, so again, I attended, so I graduated high school in May, June, sorry, no, it was May, damn it, May, dang it, May, sorry, geez, I couldn't, I don't remember if it was May or June, June 6th. Yeah, I graduated high school June 6th, 2014. And I started at Mount Ida College in Newton, Mass., um, which is a small private school, the following end of August 2014. Now, I knew, uh, I didn't know my whole life, but I knew since a kid I had a lot of big dreams and I wanted to fulfill those dreams. I wanted to do a lot of things. I wanted to be a cheerleader, which never happened because I was too large and too embarrassed. I wanted to be a motivational speaker, which is kind of where this podcast comes into play. I wanted to be a vet. I had to put my cat down and that kind of ended that. I was like, "Ah, and then I realized I kind of want to work for the police. I want to work for the state. I want to be in uh, forensics. So as time progressed, I was like, I knew what I wanted to be. But growing up, I am the youngest of five children. So I have th- uh, three older sisters and an older brother. And they weren't the best um, role models in high school. Well, growing up, even into high school. And I kind of, like, in the beginning, it went kind of went from positive to negative to positive in my outlook on things and my behaviors. So, like, in the beginning, I kind of was just like, oh, I'm going to do all this in my life. And then as I got older, I kind of just was like, following in their footsteps so I was skipping school I was getting bad grades this was freshman year now freshman year of um, high school and then after freshman year that summer I was kind of like yo like I had to wake the f up like I can't do all the things that I want to do if I don't um act serious about education now that's another topic <laughs> that will be that would be another topic, um, about how some people want to say that education has nothing to do with your success, and some people swear by it, I'm in the middle, but what I did was that summer, I kind of had, like, a a switch was clicked off in my brain, and I was kind of just, like, yeah, like, I gotta, like, do something, I gotta try my best, I need to, and I kind of, it sounds bad, so if you guys are listening, hey, I had to use my sibling's Uh, behaviors poor behaviors as sort of like a motivation for me so that's what I did that sophomore year at the end of the year they always held awards and you go to the auditorium and for each grade there'd be different categories and whatever and the first award I quite literally ever won was most improved that year I ended up getting honors twice and I got high honors once and that, like, I, that honestly never happened again, just saying. But it was just insane to me how much, like, a flipping your, like, just the, I can't even explain it, like, it still, like, gets me so happy because it's like, holy, I did that. And I won the Most Improved. Then I got a plaque and I got called up on stage and I literally thought it was dying because I've never won an award in my life, anything. Even since then, I've never won anything. So it's kind of just like, wow. So... From there on out, I kind of tried my hardest in school because I learned to love school. I love school. I've always been somebody that was a very big advocate advocate of school. I love to learn. I think learning is important and that putting in your all is really mother trucking important. So as time progresses, I'm like, okay, now I know what I want to be. I want to go to school for forensics. And... By the time I graduated... I graduated high school with a 1.9 GPA. Now, that's one point I kind of want to make. Um, I graduated high school with a shitty-ass GPA. Okay? And I got into both schools I applied to. I feel like... Yes, GPAs are important. I don't think they're as important in high school. Like, yes, I want you to still strive for that 4.0. Or that 3.0 and above. But if you don't get... That 4.0 or that 3.0 and above, you'll be fine. Yes, I want you to still strive for that. I do suggest still striving for that because that's what I did. But because of my mistakes for a whole year, it kind of made it so hard for me to jump back up from that, that even though I got mostly Bs, A's, B's, and a few C's from junior to sophomore year, I mean junior to senior year, it still kind of screwed me, My, my mishaps from freshman year. I wasn't able to basically fix that. So... Well I do think that it's extremely important to strive at the best you can strive for in terms of a GPA, even if you don't get a good one, that doesn't mean you're not gonna get into a college. You now that's my first, first, first piece of advice or positivity. So, being a first generation high school graduate, I then became a first generation college student. Now, I didn't know what the hell to do. My parents didn't know what the hell to do. Never mind did they know how to give me health insurance. <clears throat> Mom, I went out. With the, I went out a little bit. I had to go out and basically do this on my own. So I had applied on my own. I had gotten in, obviously. I can't really say on my own because it wasn't me. It was the school that got me in. But I had to fill out the FAFSA on my own. I then later hit a roadblock because me not knowing anything about the FAFSA. Um, I kind of came down to kind of a roadblock where my mom didn't work, so I had to get a note. Saying that she did not work And did not have an income And then saying that my dad Had made X amount of money But he never filed his taxes Now That is very important Now if you're a first time College graduate I mean college student Please be aware When you're filling out that FAFSA That you are going to need Your parents' W-2s I did not have that So I had to File my dad's taxes For him I had done that and I still, or I hadn't. That's, I'm getting mixed up with years. So freshman year, I could not do anything. My dad didn't file taxes. There was nothing I could do. Uh, he didn't have any of his W-2s or nothing. So there was literally nothing I could do. And I was kind of just riding on hopes at that point. When my financial aid award letter came in, I didn't get no financial aid. I couldn't finish my financial aid package. I could not finish my FAFSA. I could not get the paperwork I needed to prove that my parents had filed taxes. and been doing legal processes and I could not get a, get financial aid so that that time I kind of moved into school and on moving day I got me and my parents got pulled into an office they were like oh you have a financial aid hold like on your account you're gonna have to talk to these people and we went in and they're like well you owe 40 something thousand dollars to the school because you could not get financial aid how do you plan to do that And at that point, I was just like, oh, because I'm not an independent. Unless you're emancipated before the age of 18 or you're homeless or something, you're not considered independent until the age of 24 in Massachusetts. So I couldn't apply for loans. I couldn't apply by myself and get in. I had to have my parents' information on the FAFSA. So what had happened, even with my parents having really bad credit, and not really having much of an income, I could not complete the FAFSA. So they had to apply for loans. Now, me, almost shitting bricks at this point, was like, well, what the hell do I do? I had to apply for loans under my mom's name. And she did not want to. It was like, mom, I need to go to school. School means so much to me. Like, please. And she just wouldn't do it. So at one point, I kind of just got her social security number out of her. And I was like, mom, I'm using this for loans. She was with like, good luck. Good luck was a good thing because I got in for that one year. So I took out the full $42,000 for that freshman year. School was great. I loved every ounce of it. It was the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like, I really, truly am so thankful for the experience. It was just amazing. So come May on my birthday, we actually moved out on my birthday. I moved out of school back home for the summer. Next year rolls along. I finally am able to put my dad on there. But he didn't file taxes. He had his W-2, which took me three weeks to find. And I had to file his taxes. Right? So, filed his taxes. Then a few weeks goes by, and I have to amend those taxes. So to amend those taxes, it costed me $300-something out of pocket to amend my dad's taxes. To then put the right information on the FAFSA to then get approved. I still owed a very large amount of money. I think this year was like thirty-two thousand. I was able to get through with one more parent plus loan for my mom. Everything went well. School year was great. I was a sophomore. I was amazing. The year of change ended up being a horrible year. <laughs> Anyways. So now we kind of fast forward until like the end of the year where you're registering for classes for the next next year. Um, and you're finding your rooming situation and you're applying to get into the nice big beautiful dorm on campus which was new hall which was only for upperclassmen juniors and seniors And it was kind of like just this big like like you were hunting like you were like you needed to get this your bait was new hall <laughs> so we were gonna i was gonna stay with my friend we were gonna live in a triple and next thing you know i have a financial aid aid hold on my account I go home for the summer, whatever, I think it's just gonna be the same thing, I did what I had to do, I had applied for loans under me, and my, under my dad, and my mom, and, or me, with them being co-signers, nothing, at this point, I'm at my sister's house, and I'm bawling my eyes out, I'm trying everything, citizens, citizens. Oh, God, citizens, Santander, personal loans, everything, like, any kind of loans, scholarships, nothing. I had filled out 30 scholarships and got nothing. So, at this point, I'm sobbing because it's, like, school's my everything. I don't want to take any years off because it's going to push my timeline away because, like, I have a timeline of being married and having kids and having a home by the time I'm 30. (laughs) Yes, wild. I know. And... So, I was crying. And by the time, like, time inched on, I had to withdraw from school. And I, I don't want to cry because, like, thinking about it really, really, like, just really hurts me. Wow, well, I'm emotional. <laughs> I, like, can't even explain to you guys how much school means to me. So, like, talking about it really, really hurts. So, I couldn't go to school. I cried i had to withdraw from school i emailed my admissions counselor my financial aid counselor and i withdrew i told all my favorite professors like i was gonna have this great year i had all my classes lined up and bam i couldn't go so i'm like whatever what what's the year gonna do right i'll build my credit i'll do this that and the other thing like it'll be fine no next year comes i'm living with my boyfriend in worcester And I had done everything so fast and so, I was rushing. I was like, I need to go to school, I need to go to school, I need to go to school. So I wasn't even taking the time to pick out my classes, to pick out this, to arrange my classes because I was gonna be a commuter. I had gotten my personal loan from Santander. I'd gotten approved. I got my classes. I was full-time commuter. How? I don't know. I literally, this was literally all a blur. Even thinking back, I'm kinda like, why the hell did I do it like that? I was rushing through everything so fast that I was like, oh my god, now nah, I'm a student, I'm, I'm finally a student back at Mount Ida, in my shitty ass 99 Corolla that's rotten to the core, and sucks on gas, I'm driving to Newton every day, I make it a week, midway through the week, I'm like, okay, like, something's gotta give, like, I had six hours in between classes as a commuter, one day, I literally was, I had an 8am, an 11, or an 8am, a 10, and then I got out of class around 11.30, and I had class. I had a break from 11:30 to 6 p.m., so almost seven hours. And I was like, "Dude, what?" I realized that like I was waking, I was getting home like after ta- tra- traffic and everything. I was getting back to Worcester after I left campus around nine or ten, and I was waking up to be on time because with the traffic, to be on time to my 8 a.m. I was leaving Worcester at 4:45 a.m. And I was just like, dude, how does that make sense? And my car's going to fall apart. I don't even... I'm literally going to school five days a week. I don't even have time to do my homework. And even then, I don't even have time to work. So how am I supposed to pay for the gas and all my bills? Well, like, it was just wild. And it just was so unorganized that I literally was like, dude. So that Friday, I had a lot of thinking to do. I went to my first two classes. And then it was 11.30 and I had the six-hour break. So what I had done was I had went to visit my friend Brooke who was in the last podcast she went to school to Suffolk University in Boston so I just took the tea into Boston for a few hours and it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life I got off the tea I um walked to Boston Common which the tea got off in Boston Common so I walked to the frog pond and sat on my way to the frog pond out of the corner of my eyes I'm on the phone with my mom I see my ex My ex is a mentally and emotionally abusive human being. And he was—he's literally gives me anxiety and makes me nauseous. So I was like, I couldn't breathe when I saw that it was him. I was like, I hope this guy doesn't notice me. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to panic. So I sat on the, pretending I was on the phone, so maybe he wouldn't see me or talk to me facing the other way. And my friend Brooke shows up. And I was with my friend Brooke and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, He was following us through Boston. Now my anxiety was through the roof. I wanted to die. I can't even explain wanting to die more than I already am. I finally got on the T, got back to my car, Newton Center, got back to my school. Well, actually no, I didn't go back to school. I stayed parked next to the T and I was in my car and I literally remember My first, I was supposed to attend my first physics class because it was a a one-day-a-week class. It was supposed to be from 6.15 to 8.45 or something like that. Oh, there goes fire truck. But anyways, and I kind of emailed my professor and I was like, I have to leave campus due due to a family emergency. Like, I will not be in class. So I left. I literally had all my stuff in my car. I left. I went home from there. I was just nauseous. I was like, okay, well, now I can't work. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my car and my gas and everything. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. And then I see my ex and now I have anxiety because he lives in Newton. And I wasn't thinking about it. And now, like, I'm just... It was a mess. So, I drove home. I withdrew from school and I cried for hours. I, I cried for hours, guys. Now, looking back at it now, I see that it was a good thing. As much as it hurts me. Because, like, I've reiterated a thousand times... I love school and it means so much to me, like to learn and to be able to like, have that. Like I just love it, and I can't even express it enough. Like I can say it a thousand more times, and it just won't even. Nobody will get it because it's. I just love it so much. At the time, I was like, "Well, damn it! Like my life is screwed. Like I miss school. Like I can't believe I did this. Like I jumped into it back into it way too fast. I jumped out of it way too fast. Like I'm an idiot. Blah blah blah. No Harry, I'm stuck playing a person alone." For, a, for school when I didn't even attend the whole time so I'm still paying for that $6,000 loan by the way now my main point that I want to say with that part is it's not a bad thing to take a break a year or two years cause this is basically two years I don't count my going back to school for that one week going back to school it doesn't count That's like the ad drop period where school people are in and out. Like I don't consider me going back to school. I applied to Becker College a few months ago and I got in and I'm and I got accepted and I applied as an independent because I won't be going to school till the end of August and I become an independent in May and I'm just so so I really honestly feel like this one's going to work out and I'm so so flabbergasted and so excited and so honored and I can't wait to start. And it had been two years since I attended school. Mount Wida. Like an actual school. I dabbled in online Southern New Hampshire. And it was one of the worst experience of, experiences of my life. I highly don't recommend anyone going to Southern New Hampshire online. Unless you guys can take an online class in Excel. I need to be in the classroom. So that was just a horrible thing. But I took a two year break. And I'm telling you. I will do another update podcast on... Um, And kind of that. Uh, But I want to kind of reiterate reiterate to the people that are having to take a break. I don't want to take a break. They have a lot of negative thoughts on taking a break. Trust me, I had a lot of issues with taking a break. I did. And, but now that it's happening and now that it's kind of occurred... I'm so happy My credit score is 660 points Almost at 700 I don't know how But it is And I'm very thankful for it And I feel like though that two years or That one to, one to two years Can be very very beneficial For you And help you actually get into school And stay and graduate And while it hurts to say That I should have graduated last year And I won't be graduating for five more semesters So that's two and a half years I'm so pumped. I can't even explain. Like, I'm just so pumped. But uh, that's going to be it for this half of the podcast. I'm going to jump back into it because I do have to leave for dinner. But uh, I will see you guys back right after this. Alrighty, guys. So, we are going to resume from where we left off, <clears throat> which was yesterday. Around the same time How wild What's even more wild is this mother trucking New England weather I'm experiencing right now It's currently 32 degrees out Okay, It's 5.57pm It's sleeting It is ice cold There's ice and slush All over the roads And it's lightning And the one that just Striked above me Was really really bad And I'm not leaving my car So I decided to wait until this lightning stops because I can't run when the whole parking lot is an ice rink. So we're going to talk some more Um, continuation of school and how taking a break isn't a bad thing. Uh, There are some pretty good things you can take away from that. And one of them being, um, if you're kind of like, well, let's just say one of them being is continuing to work on yourself and better yourself. Um, When you're like a freshman or a sophomore, just getting into college even, not even a freshman yet, you're mature, but you're not that mature. And you won't see that until you're a few years in the future and you're on that break. And you're 23, 24, 25 years old. You're like, wow. Like, it may not seem like it, but you're not mature and me looking back i was like i'm way more mature now than i was back then and that's literally was a year and a half time span and it's just crazy what time can do um to a person in that time frame i have managed to work on my credit and kind of get it up i'm currently at a 662 which is considered fair and i don't know how it happened i have six credit cards um I have two regular credit cards and, um, the other four are store credit cards. Um, but I keep getting them because I usually get them when I need to use them, like, for presents or for groceries or for gas, and that's where I apply, (laughs) because I'm like, I need them. So, I basically had been able to work on myself within that time, um, keep a good, and guys, if my voice is kind of like, eh, every other day I wake up with a, like, gross sick voice <laughs> like I don't know what's going on but <clears throat> we're just gonna go with it so don't mind it but yeah like in that two years I have managed to basically work on myself so I can basically pretty much guarantee myself acceptance into a new school year and while I'm literally a ball of anxiety thinking about it like I but yes I have self-diagnosed myself because my boyfriend has really bad anxiety So he can basically explain to me what it is. And when you know what it is, you know what, like, it isn't like, I don't have crippling anxiety. I have a form of social anxiety. Um, It's not like I can't talk, like, I work in the public. I work in customer service. Like, it's not that. And I can make my own phone calls. It's in certain situations, like situational public anxiety, social anxiety. And it's hard to explain, but... I'm nervous to start school, especially in Worcester, where I hate Worcester. And Worcester gives me, like, like, scares me. I, like, hate Worcester. I just hate everything about it. Cringes me out, grosses me out. It frightens me. And I also don't like doing things alone. And one thing I've learned to basically be thankful for was those two years, freshman and sophomore year, where I had those connections and I had those people to, like, help me get in there and stay my friend and help me get through school and now starting a new school I don't have that I have to rebuild all those connections and that is my the scariest part for me I have to relearn a new school relearn how to basically connect with students and it's just it's definitely frightening for me but I I really truly think that it's going to work out this time and I'm like really excited but like when I think about it and I don't start until the end of August that lightning was bad I don't start till the end of August, but just sometimes when I... Th- and it's December. It's going to be January in two days. Um, when I think about it, it kind of freaks me out. But, like, then I think about am like, wow, like, I'm definitely going to go back to school. Like, this is exciting. And it's just wild. Like, I wouldn't be able to, like, I did my FAFSA as an independent... So I did it by myself. And all I'm gonna need for financial aid is eight grand. Well for loans is eight grand. And it may look like seem like a lot to a lot of people. But for me, having to take out those full forty thousand dollar loans at one point in my life, eight grand is nothing. And like I have all I have basically eight months to apply for scholarships let's make it seven to be safe but I have eight seven months to apply for scholarships and grants and loans and get that solidified and like instead of rushing it like I had said earlier in the episode like I did last year it's not going to be rushed I have all this time like I planned this out I couldn't have planned this out more perfectly and I'm so so thankful but again like it would not have happened if I did not take that um one to two year break like I did a lot of people, including myself, would like to think that that's a bad thing to take a break because some people are really anal and hard on themselves, like me, for example, I, like I said earlier in the episode, again, referring back to the earlier parts of the episode where I was basically trying to explain that I have a timeline for life, like uh, growing up the way I grew up and seeing things that I saw, and the misfortune, the crappy life events, blah blah blah, I have decided, at a young age, which is partially why my credit score was so horrifying. And I'll get into that in a second. Was that I kind of wanted to plan. I wanted to make a better life for myself. Than what I had seen growing up. And that's kind of like what most people do. But I was like by 30 I need to have my my degree. My good job. And I need to have a kid. If I'm not pregnant by the, when I'm 30 then I'm not having a kid. And isn't that wild? Like, If I'm not pregnant when I'm 30 years old. 30, no before, no after, that I'm not having a kid, <laughs> I'm not wild, um, however, again, what I did to ruin my credit score, which I didn't know what I was doing at the time, was in middle school, guys, I was, a, I was in 7th grade, so the way my school system was, was 7th grade was the last grade you would be in middle school, and then you'd go to the high school in 8th grade, because they didn't have room for the 8th graders in the middle school, So, I was literally, um, no, actually, I wasn't in 7th grade, but I had just gone to 8th grade, and I was in the high school, and what I would do after school, holy, that was scary lightning, sorry, I'm gonna do that literally every time it does it, but, um, what I had done is, after school, I would kind of use my time, I'd do my homework, when homework was done, I would sit on the computer and I would literally... I applied for credit cards. I was in 8th grade and I was 8th grade. I'm not sure if you can hear that thunder. Or you can definitely hear that sleet. So I'm so sorry if that's wicked annoying. <laughs> but I applied to so many credit cards because I was like, I want to have a life. I want to have credit. And then I didn't know what it was doing. I was just getting denied because in 8th grade, you don't have a credit history. You're not going to get a credit card. Next, th- next thing you know, I grow up and I'm like, why is my credit so low? I literally had applied, listen to this number, for 17 credit cards, guys. I had 17 hard inquiries in my account. And, like, it's so wild. Like, I had literally just, like, just cleared them all off my credit report. So wild. But if I did not clear them off for a credit report, I would not be where I am today being able to get the credit cards that I have. My, my car that I had just got because I had 99 Corolla and if you know me that thing was really scary but again the two the break you have in school which a lot of people don't go the full four years without taking a break that break do not let it bother you don't let it destroy you don't let it hurt you like it hurt me because for the first <clears throat> year that I was on that break I was miserable all I could think about was school and I loved it and I missed it and I just wanted to be back doing it and it was just so painful not to be in school but after that one year hump I was like dude you know what just shut up like you're not gonna go to school you have to use this time to focus on yourself and that's where I'm gonna leave this podcast is a break from school is not the end of the world take it as a moment to teach yourself and to better yourself and to work on your on you yourself um to work on you so that you can ensure the possibility of the Education in your future. So please don't beat yourself up because I still regret it from this day or to this day. I don't want to, you know, think about taking a break from school and beat myself up over it because that's what happens. And what I had done was I worked on myself. And if I hadn't worked on myself within those two years, I would not be where I am today and where I will be in August finishing my degree. So please, if you take anything from this rambly video... video, Wow. Rambly podcast and my sick voice and all the noises in the background, please just take away from this that taking a break in school isn't going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. As long as you stay motivated in those two years and stay true to yourself, you'll be good to go. All right, guys. I'm going to go... Um, my voice is kind of annoying the living heck out of me so thank you for listening to episode four of the podcast right One, two, three. yeah episode four and i really appreciate you all and if you guys could please share this um my link to your facebook twitter's instagram snapchats instagram everything please it would be so appreciated um again this is sarah thank you for listening to raw talk